If you listen to the show for any amount of time, you know that I do have a merch store or two, and I don't generally push my merch because I don't feel comfortable hitting you guys up for money. But if you're listening to me on anything resembling a regular basis, you probably laugh at the same things I do. You probably think a lot of the same things I do. So why don't you go check out HorribleDesigns.com. They have assorted merchandise with funny comments on it, funny t-shirts, funny mouse pads, funny coffee cups, and then some stuff that maybe not necessarily so funny, but is definitely relevant, whether it's a social opinion, an economic opinion, a stance on you know things like veganism or whether or not you need essential oils in your life. So yeah, anyway, that's my little plug. I have some of their shirts. They're comfortable. They're cool. I like them. HorribleDesigns.com. Go check it out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. Uh, as usual, we're going to start out with the shoutouts to Josh, Jake, G- B-Word, and the Iceman on Patreon, Jason and Miss Aaron through Buy Me a Coffee. Thank you guys for your continued support. It means a lot to me that you guys, you know, want to help me out a little bit every month. So I'm just going to start out with putting this out into the ether. Uh, Most of my listeners, I assume, are podcasts. I'm looking to start doing, having more guest episodes where people are coming onto my show. So if this sounds like something, or even if you're not a podcaster, I actually can pretty much walk anybody through going through what they got to do to be on for one of these episodes. Or uh, I got to get those live episodes rolling again. I missed the one for February because I'm a jackass. But um, I was under the weather. It didn't work out. But anyway, I digress. That's besides the point. Point being, if you want to come on the show, hit me up, social media, email, go to the website, fill out the form, whatever. Uh, Let me know. And I'd be happy to uh, work on setting something up because... Honestly, talking to myself every week gets a little uh, gets a little repetitive, and it would be great to have some people to uh, back and forth off of with, you know, have some discourse, have some uh, conversations, maybe have some new thoughts, have some, open some new ground. It could be a lot of fun. But yeah, so that's just something I'm going to put out there. You know, if you guys are interested in coming on, let me know. Um, I usually am home in the evenings during the week or any time on the weekends, just to put that out there. uh, But anyway, into the meat and potatoes of this episode. Um, I've spent several days kind of rolling this concept around in my head and probably gotten more than a couple of odd looks from people because I was driving down the road mumbling to myself and it probably looked like I was talking to myself in a car because, well, I can't speak for anyone else. It helps me a lot to actually 
vocalize my thoughts to help me get them kind of crystallized. Because I, I know some people say, you know, well, that sounds really stupid now that I say it out loud. Well, that's kind of the way my brain works, too. I have to say certain things out loud before I realize that they're either need tweaking or they're just flat out fucking wrong. But I've been kind of thinking back on my recent episodes and the recent content and kind of looking to pick some consistent threads out of all of them and sort of sort of develop sort of an underlying or unifying theory, I guess, as a way of putting at it. And, you know, and a lot of it comes off, I look at it, and it kind of comes off with that, whole, you know, old man yells at cloud vibe where it's like I'm just bitching because I'm saying how stupid and easily manipulated young people are and how it's kind of our fault because it's the generation that's our kids that are really fucking up at this point. And that's not wrong. It's not inaccurate. It is kind of at the feet of elder millennials and younger Gen X people that all these fucktards that are out here running society into the ground have the kind of weight that they do have. And I've talked about it before where it's a lot of cases, it's just the loudest voice in the room. These are not like significant majorities of the population. But they're trying to tell the entire world how to fucking live. And we let them. And they're pandered to. And they're, you've got corporations just bowing to you know insignificant percentages of the population. Because they're the ones that make the most noise. They're the ones that raise the biggest stink. And it got me thinking about, the, you know, there's deeper implications to that. And in some ways, it's kind of like I, said, I keep saying about, you know, Gen X is sort of you know, to blame for this, but at the same time, we managed to, like, avoid the generational fights between, you know, the boomers and the millennials, which was a whole thing for a while on the internet, you know, okay, boomer, and shut up, you little bastards, and whatever, back and forth, and we stayed out of it, because, frankly, we didn't like either side. We thought you're all pieces of shit, or annoying, or obnoxious, or, you know, what have you. The, the boomers did a lot of things to ruin things. The younger generation is doing a different set of things to ruin things, in our opinions, and we are just trying to survive and trying to make ends meet. And I can't speak for anybody else around my age bracket, but, you know, kind of looking forward to that point where maybe if we're lucky, we might still be able to retire when we hit like 65 or maybe 70 at this point, because let's face it, it's not like Social Security is probably going to be around by the time I'm old enough to collect it. I'm really just hoping I get my shit together well enough where I can manage to independently be able to retire uh, as it kind of sits at the moment. I think it's a lot more realistic to believe I'm just going to drop dead in a fucking kitchen somewhere. And, uh, yeah, because I'm still paying for a lot of the decisions I made in my youth. And one of the side effects of that is I don't really have too much uh, in the way of the future yet. You know, I don't. And I'm not a young fucking man anymore. I mean, granted, I'm not a senior citizen. I'm not old enough to get a, a Grand Slam breakfast without getting a weird look. I'm not old enough to get the early bird special. and have people go, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But at the same time, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm old enough where it's, it's something I have to start thinking about. If I ever, ever want to be able to retire, if I ever want to be able to have any kind of golden years that aren't just me suffering until I drop dead somewhere. So I, I get to thinking about that. And, you know, a lot of it is circumstances beyond my immediate control, but a lot of it is also consequences of decisions I've made over the course of the last 20 fucking years. 
because honestly, that's kind of where I'm at at this point in my life is I've been working and I've been in the same industry for over 20 years at this point. It's an amount of time that once upon a time, thinking in those terms would have been like, yes, I should be getting ready to be done with, with this by this point in my life. I damn sure should be a lot farther along than I am by this point. But there have been circumstances beyond my control. Certain things, you know, some, sometimes, <laughs> whether it was losing a job or having to start over, which I've had to do multiple times in the course of my life, or just making poor decisions and having them blow up in my face. And, you know, every time I think I'm getting a little bit ahead, getting into the black, having something go super sideways. And sometimes it was a result of something I did. Sometimes it was just forces beyond my control. Just the universe, fate, nature, whatever you want to believe in, just fucking with me. Um, you know, people of more faith than me might say they were being tested and it was all, you know, to prove their whatever, but that that's not me either. Um, I really don't believe there's any higher power out there who deliberately would say, yeah, you know what, I'm going to make you fucking miserable because that'll just prove, that'll build your character and make you better and make you better off. I, I really... I wouldn't want to be beholden to a higher power that operated like that because that's that's petty, that's trite. If you're in a position to be that good, you don't wouldn't need to enforce that bad on people. I mean, but anyway, that that's really not what I was planning on talking about. I'm sidetracking myself here, which, you know, go figure that happens. But yeah, so I started looking at all these things, all the problems I have with our society and with the world at large. Now, <sighs> I fall into that problem that a lot of Americans have. And for my outside the borders of the U.S. North America listeners out there, because apparently I do have a few, uh, I'm going to apologize because I know in a lot of ways these may be U.S.-specific things, or at least they're only this significant in the United States. And unfortunately... The U.S. still has a mindset that we're the benchmark for the world and the rest of the world looks to us for what's new, what's hot, what's trendy, what's hip, what's happening, yada, yada, yada. And I know that may not be always be the case, particularly in today's society where uh, a lot of our social structure is kind of collapsing and it's not functional. It doesn't work. And I honestly believe that people with a more of an outside perspective on things look at the way a lot of shit's going on here and just shake their heads and... There's a reason we're not automatically respected all around the world or anything like that, which a lot of Americans think we are. A lot of people believe that the horse shit they're so convinced that was worth fighting over and was worth having these massive conflicts over is so significant that the rest of the world just must automatically see how righteous they are, not realizing that by and wide the rest of the world is actually world worried about you know more realistic things like survival and uh, functionality and quality of life. So this stupid, petty, obnoxious shit that goes on here doesn't take hold the same way there. I mean, some some of the countries that are a little more westernly oriented, yeah, maybe so. But a lot of other places in this world, their core values don't align with the horse shit that our society and our culture has gotten up to. And I try to be somewhat cognizant of that fact when I look at these things. But as I think about these things, and I'm looking at the ultimate nature of this problem, because it is a problem. Uh, if it wasn't a problem, it wouldn't be getting under my skin so much. It wouldn't be driving me crazy enough to the point where I'm constantly on here bitching and sounding like a broken record about how bad things are getting in this country. And 
it's partly because it's easier to see now. It's easier to understand what is going on around us if you're willing to actually look at it and apply critical thought to things, which is not something that's encouraged in today's society. Uh, every single agency that's out there that's pushing any kind of agenda, any of the people that are currently holding power and authority over the people, they're trying to react to the fact that we are more connected than ever. That it is easier for us to share information with each other than ever before. The fact that you know millions and millions of people listen to fucking podcasts. Now, podcasts aren't a new thing. I mean, they had a huge boom during COVID because a lot of us were sitting home with nothing better to do and decided to sit down and start making our voices heard via this medium. But they're not new. They've been around for like 18, 20 years. I forget the exact amount of time. People have been trying to tell me I should start one for over a decade, and I finally got around to doing it, and here I am. But the point is, we're more connected than we've ever been. We It's easier for us to share information. It's a lot easier to pluck at the threads. Now, this I've talked about this before, how it's good and it's bad. There's information overload. There's people that draw connections that aren't there. There are people that see things that aren't necessarily accurate because their sources aren't unfiltered. Their information is tainted and biased before it even gets in their hands. And by and wide, people still have that human fallibility where they tend to pick sources that favor their their stance or their bias or their belief. And they run. That's what they run with. They, they see. Look, my sources say I'm right, and there's there's the impartiality of it. The the things that are really required to make it useful don't exist, or aren't encouraged, or aren't necessarily available. Uh, because, and that's deliberate, and I believe it helps foster this division that goes on in our society, where everybody's at everybody else's throat saying, the only way for me to be valid is for you to not live by your standards and by your beliefs and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You have to acknowledge my thoughts and tell me I'm valid or else you're not. And if you don't agree with me, you're wrong because I'm valid and I'm right. And both sides see this. Neither side's willing to meet in the middle. And I'm not, just, I'm not speaking about any particular issue here. I'm saying across the board, anytime there is a a stance or belief, there is a conflict where somebody else believes the opposite and neither side is willing to discuss or meet in the middle or even respect each other's differences or opinions. And the more I get to think about it on this matter over the last week, and it's just it's been rolling around in my head and it's been driving me slightly crazy. But at the core of things, the thing that really makes it all this shit work, the reason they're able to push this division and turn us against each other so fucking readily is because they capitalize on, you know, the human nature of fear, basically. It's because people are being manipulated to be afraid, to be afraid that they are going to be considered invalid, to be afraid that they are going to be singled out, they are going to be devalued, depersonified. And fear is fucking endemic fear is something that once it takes root and it's fostered like it has been for the last couple of years in our culture in our society or honestly probably the last 20 years since the early early 2000s it's been getting worse and worse uh, where cancel culture came from was people afraid of being labeled as some sort of ist or it which 
whether you, people were terrified that the, people are going to think I'm non-tolerant, people are going to think I'm unaccepting, people are going to think that I'm a bigot or I'm a racist or I'm a classist or I'm a phobist. And that mindset took root and it allowed a very, very minor portion of the population to manipulate and control society at large purely through things that honestly should be considered completely inconsequential. And I'm not trying to say that, you know, bad things don't happen. There's nothing to be afraid of. Um, I don't think we should be afraid of shit nearly on the scale we are at. Bad things do happen sometimes because, yes, people have the capacity to be extremely shitty individuals. It's not that the entire world is actively going out trying to crusade to end people and to ruin people, but they basically try and make it out to sound like that's the case. And nobody nobody that is of a healthy and well-adjusted mind, at least, wants to be considered destructive or hateful or intolerant. But somewhere along the line, everybody became afraid of those labels, like somebody telling you you were that somehow made you that. And it, it, it made it a lot easier to foster this you know, division and just general fuckery that has led to these current state of affairs. Now, conversely, it's, it's not like it's just so simple as, well, you know, we need to stop being afraid of this shit. A, that's a lot easier said than done, and B, that's a factor of this all this horseshit too, and where this division is, again, fostered so strongly. Because on the one side of the coin, you've got these people that are afraid of being canceled, of being labeled, of being invalidated for whatever reason. They really, uh, they, they, they bought in. Now, conversely, you have the people who aren't afraid of being labeled and being branded or canceled or any of this other stuff. And you get a lot of people like myself who are just kind of indifferent to the whole thing. We think it's stupid. But on the other end of that spectrum, you also have the extremely vocal people whose basis for their own belief, their refusal to buy into the narrative is based in something else that's equally fucking obnoxious where it's a certain degree of sanctimony or where they want to do the exact same thing just for different fucking reasons and with different principles where whether it be founded on their individual faith or their self-identity where rather than just saying no that's dumb I'm not going to be afraid they go the complete opposite and they go in whole hog where it's just like oh my god I'm going to you know not only believe what I believe, but I'm going to espouse it and try and force my way of thought onto you. And they're coming in rather than coming from a place of fear. They're coming from a place of this like sanctimonious, self-righteous bullshit where they're so convinced of the piety and the value of their own faith and belief that they want to force that on everyone else. And that is their armor, that is their rock, that is their shield, that is every fucking cliche, trite little thing you can think of. And they double down on it, and it's every bit as obnoxious as the fear-mongering and the 
the people who have allowed these circumstances to grow and fester and spread through their own fear and their own inability to deal with the fact that what somebody else thinks of them at the end of the day really doesn't fucking matter. So it gets to it get it gets to be so much more of a situation where like the powers that be, the people that drive this fear and this division and this manipulation, they are fully aware of this. I mean they've gotten where they are through generations of studying of human nature and things like that. And so they double down and they capitalize on that whole arrogant, self-righteous, sanctimonious approach to things where they say, see, look, these are the people that are going to come and take away your beliefs and your rights and your freedoms and blah, 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 and your validity, and they're going to make you nothing. They think you are less than them. Da, 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 da. And it's not necessarily, I mean, yes, you get a lot of these arrogant pricks. Oh, they do think they're better than everybody. But by and wide, it's not that they're out on this mission to annihilate or destroy or erase or invalidate people that they don't agree with so much as they are confident enough in their own beliefs that they are not willing to compromise and live according to the values of others. And it's, it's a very, you know, fine difference. It's, it's very much like splitting hairs when it comes to this, but it's not nearly as much of a, you, like I said, you get the more preachy vocal sanctimonious assholes, but by and wide, it's people that just want to say, I don't want to live according to your belief structure because I have my own and I, I'm not afraid of what you're going to call me or label me or say to me because what I think just proves that your opinion's invalid. And that is what these people have been coached and pushed into fearing is that they are invalid. They don't matter. They're, the world does not respect them. The world does not validate them. And they are terrified of that lack of whatever it is they're looking for. I mean, it gets into a really weird thing for me to be trying to think about this and eloquently or at least understandably put it into words because it is such a foreign fucking concept to the the way my mind works. If people don't like me, if they don't agree with the way I'm living my life, if they don't believe in the same things I believe in, I don't fucking care. I, I don't understand. So the fact that these people allow themselves to be put in a position where somebody else not agreeing with what they believe in just completely invalidates them as a person, completely knocks them down, makes them, you know, completely miserable and unsatisfied with their life and unable to function because some random ass stranger that you will probably never directly interact with in your life doesn't think the same shit you think. It doesn't believe the same thing you believe about things that have nothing to do with their fucking life at all. And that's where I get confused. I don't understand how that fear of not receiving validation or acceptance from somebody who has no bearing on your day-to-day got to be such a powerful fucking force in our world these days where people got so concerned about what other motherfuckers think of them that they are unable to formulate any kind of positive thoughts about themselves. It this this fear just erodes and eats away at people's self-esteem and self-worth and makes them so fragile and so just incapable of sustaining any kind of conflict or disagreement or god forbid someone holds a different fucking opinion. 
because that might make them reassess their established identity, which again is entirely based on concepts focused around fear instead of coming from a place of self-worth, self-belief and strength. It's coming out of this, if anyone else disagrees with me, they have to be destroyed because they're invalidating my beliefs. Well, if if your beliefs are that readily invalidated, maybe they should be. Maybe if someone disagreeing with you just completely ruins your stance on a subject, it's not a good stance to hold. I mean, it's it's it kind of goes back. I've talked about it repeatedly, and I know I sound like a broken record in a lot of respects, but... Things standing on their own merit, things standing on their worth and their value, not because it's emotionally important to someone, but because it's actually a strong enough concept to stand the scrutiny of people disagreeing with it. And and this fear of being outed as what they believe in is that fragile, what they believe in is that fucking weak, where it cannot be questioned, it cannot be called into any sort of critical light again it, it all comes from operating out of place out of a place of fear and i i don't i don't understand that approach i don't understand that mindset and like i said i really don't understand how people can think they're ever going to be happy with the, the quality of their life when they're living from a place of fear when they're living from a place that is very subject to attack or very very prone to failure based on the most trivial of fucking interactions with other people. So I guess ultimately the conclusion I'm coming to at this point is that the problem with this trend, this whatever, whatever you want to call it. One of the things I've been thinking about is the term going woke. uh, The people have started applying to people that are looking at things from this perspective of, a fear-based mentality because it, you know, got misbranded into cancel culture and a bunch of other things. Originally woke was, you know, more of a kind of a slang term for somebody that was catching on to seeing the bullshit that was going around that everybody else was asleep and missing, you know, somebody that saw things that were happening. Now it's become more, it's morphed into more of a context of these, you know, social justice assholes, the social justice warriors who think they're fighting for a cause and they're trying to improve. But the problem is, again, and I think this directly ties into the fact that their entire mentality comes from, from a place of fear. And whether it's a fear of invalidation or fear of whatever particular chunk of bogus bullshit they're focused on, where they think they're fighting the good fight, they, they, they that's they gave themselves the titles. I am a social justice warrior. I'm fighting for social justice. But they don't actually create anything. They're not creating social justice. They're not creating equity or equality or fairness. They're destroying everything that is like stable and functional because it doesn't fit their definition. I mean, it would be a different thing if they were like tearing down and rebuilding things and restructuring things, but they're not. They're just tearing shit down. You know, kind of just reveling in the destruction instead of trying to restructure or rebuild anything. And they're not coming from a place of showing any sort of merit to their stance or their belief. They're not trying to compete on a level playing field because they can't win. And that's, 
again, that kind of actually validates their fears because it shows them that on a level playing field where they don't have the advantage of whatever force it is they're bringing to bear against the thing they have a problem with, they can't compete. They can't win because they're competing against structures and systems that were put in place that weren't built from a place of fear. They were built from a place of effectiveness, a place of necessity, and a, and a place that was based on results, not based on feelings and emotions and needing external validation and all this other bullshit. The things that they have a problem with are in place because they work and they were successful. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be trying to make social change in certain things in certain respects. I mean, we can always improve and be better people. And we we have been. We've been improving even since the time when I was a kid. In a lot of ways, shapes, and forms, we've made a lot of good strides. But those strides were not made by people with this mentality. This mentality is a self-fulfilling prophecy of failure. It is self-destructive. Because, again, they don't create. It's not a creative mindset. It's not a mindset that is about positive growth or change. It's about tearing down and destroying things that are already in place because they don't work for you. It's a completely selfish approach to life. And, like I said, somehow we got to a place where people were so afraid of being branded by this loud-ass, very minor percentage of the population and... That fear allowed it to be amplified even more because their fear of being branded, whatever label it was they were afraid of, caused them to pick up that message and amplify it and make it echo. And the thing about echoes is they come from places of extreme fucking emptiness. And that's all this shit is. It's a lot of empty bullshit fostered and boosted by fear, which has no basis. It's not Fear is not a solid thing. Fear is not something you can build on. Fear is not something that will create anything lasting. Even in our basic individual human natures, fear triggers fight-or-flight responses. But you can't live in a constant state of flight-or-flight. Flight. It's, it's unsustainable. It's not practical, and it doesn't fucking work. Fear is useful in small doses to get you out of situations that you cannot cope with and not survive. It is not something you can build a solid, steady life on. And so I guess I'm just trying to get that off my chest and trying to organize my thoughts and put things in order. And that's kind of going to... That's going to do it for now, I guess. Um, I, I still have a lot more to dwell on on this and... You know, I would love some feedback. If you guys have some thoughts on this, if I inspired or rattled the thought loose and somebody said, hey, maybe you can help me complete this thought, get this process in place, and maybe we can figure out a way to start trying to address it. I mean, obviously, we, we can't do anything on a big scale here. Based on the numbers, we're talking maybe a group of about 100 people, but, you know, there's ripple effects. We We could go out there start. If we can figure something out, maybe we can start the the mo momentum to get things rolling back to recoup from this recover from this try and make things a little bit better try and teach people and we're gonna have we got to get them young that's like one of those constant things i'm saying when it comes to terms of a lot of this fear-mongering radical ridiculous bullshit that people one of the biggest things right now is anytime somebody says Keep this shit away from our kids. It's pushed back against so fucking hard. And they will double down on all the bigotist and 
transphobic or ableist or whatever, depending on whatever particular aspect it is. Me personally, I like when it comes to conditioning and grooming kids, there's a lot of different ways to go about it. I don't think any of it's okay. We're not supposed to be grooming kids to be hateful. We're not supposed to be grooming them to be ridiculously over-accepting of things that aren't safe for them. You're damn sure not supposed to be introducing kids to any sort of sexual concepts when they lack the wherewithal to understand or even have a full, fully developed self-identity. So, you know, gay, straight, indifferent, however you want to look at it. If you're bringing anything of a sexual nature to children, you're a fucking scumbag. You go on the chipper shredder. You should die. Because there's something wrong with you, and I don't think there's any way of coming back from that sort of shit. The other thing is you should not be seeking validation for your lifestyles from children. Because, again, children do not possess a fully developed sense of self. They do not fully understand reality. They do not understand, have the mental capacity to process things like consequences. Therefore, their opinion should not really be what tells you you're doing life right. And somewhere along the lines, we picked up this idea of like, oh, the innocence of a child, it's untainted, it's pure. No, it's fucking undeveloped. There's a reason kids are only allowed to do certain things without adult supervision. And if you are an adult and you have a child and you're not properly supervising them, you can be charged with a thing called neglect. Yes, criminal neglect for not properly raising your kids. It's a thing. And that's because children are incapable of taking care of themselves. They're incapable of raising themselves. They're, they don't possess the wherewithal or the mental capacity to process any of these major life issues in anything resembling a proper way. But again, I'm getting off the track here. So we need to raise the kids, and we're going to have to start working with our kids, our grandkids, depending on how old you are. Um, and teach them. Don't, you know, fear has its uses, but you can't live by it. Fear does not make good decisions. Fear panic makes panic decisions. Fear leads to weakness, leads to destruction, and that shit is endemic. Weakness is endemic. Weakness gets inside of the society, gets inside of people, and it eats away and it rots away, and fear and weakness go hand in hand and it just make things fall apart. So, yeah, like I said, that's kind of where my brain is at this point. Thanks for listening, and for now, that's what I had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode, guys. If you liked what you heard, leave a comment, leave a review, leave a rating. Go to IHadToSayItPodcast.com, sign up for the mailing list, interact with the show. Click the links, sign up for the Patreon, join the Discord, come and interact, be a part of the show, buy the merch, support your favorite creator, or support me. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Till next time.